Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is brought to you by Make Waves Media House. Make Waves Media House is a full-service video production company based out of Spokane, Washington, but does work all over the U.S., specializing in music video production, editing, director of photography services, motion graphics, and commercial work. With 20 years of experience behind the camera and celebrating seven years of business, Make Waves is here to create your high-quality videos at affordable prices. You can find them on Facebook now at Make Waves Media House, on Instagram at make.waves.mh or call them now at 509-991-3000. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208 467 7468. Attention Idaho and California residents. If you're shopping for a mortgage, contact PacFi, a mortgage brokerage with the top wholesale lenders in the nation. We're committed to simplifying the mortgage process, saving you time and money. Call 858-442-7048 or visit PacFi.com. P-A-C-F-I dot com. NMLS number 1462943 Equal Housing Lender. Welcome to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast, a show about how to succeed in business while creating a balanced and healthy life. I'm Ashlyn Cubison, an entrepreneur who went from successful real estate broker to published author, all while running three businesses. And I'm Lindsay Young, the founder of Lindsay Lives Well, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle brand, NSCA strength and conditioning specialist, and ITN nutrition coach. If you're an ambitious dreamer, get ready for some simple and actionable strategies. Let's get started. Hello, friends. The creation of the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs podcast is something that has been stirring in Ashland and my hearts for quite some time. And we feel so honored to be able to finally give birth to it and put it out into the world, hopefully to bless your life. Now, I know that a lot of podcasts begin with an episode where you kind of get to know the host, but to be honest, (laughs) I usually see those episodes and just skip them. Ashlyn, what about you? (laughs) Okay, so totally. I know there's so many who work so hard for that like beautiful intro episode, but I don't have time to listen. So I just skip right ahead and get into the good. So I thought, let's make sure we start off with something powerful. I agree. Let's jump right in. So today's premise is five steps to find focus as an entrepreneur. And 
There's just so many things that are competing for our attention in this world and so many tasks that keep us in this busy mode. So I want you to know you're not alone. Like Lindsay and I have totally been there, but we have now created some tools to really help us increase our productivity and limit our distractions. So if you're listening to this podcast, we're going to assume that you're like a high achiever and maybe you have multiple income streams or maybe you're an entrepreneur who's also a mom, a wife, are active in your community or a volunteer at your church. All the while keeping up at home and trying to grow yourself professionally and personally. Yeah, there are just so many important things that are competing for our attention. And I know that for me, it often causes analysis paralysis where I just freeze and wind up doing nothing but aimlessly scrolling Instagram. Or I find that I throw myself into busyness and just doing tasks that make me feel productive temporarily, but don't actually move me any closer to my goals and my dreams and the things that I that I really, really, really want to achieve. And that's why we're going to talk about focus today, because when we're not able to find our focus, when we're in that place where we're just feeling overwhelmed, it's not a place of power. So we want to give you tools that can help you get out of overwhelm so you are able to operate from a place of power. So the first step that we have for you today, when you're in that place, when you recognize that in yourself where, hey, I don't exactly know what I'm doing. I'm either doing things all day long and nothing is coming to fruition, or I feel like I'm just getting nothing accomplished. The first thing that I want you to do is do a brain dump where you literally write down everything that's causing you to be overwhelmed in that moment. When those thoughts are given permission to just run wild and run rampant in our heads, they create a loop, they swirl around and around, they wind up having so much more power than we really mean to give them. So getting them out of that loop in your head and getting them down on paper, make a huge list of everything that's going on inside of your brain. But I don't want you to just stop there because when you do that, when you just do a brain dump, then you have, you know, maybe a hundred things on this list, which the goal is to make this so that you feel less overwhelmed, not more overwhelmed now that you see everything that was going on inside of your brain. So what I want you to do once you've done that brain dump is I want you to divide everything on that list into four categories. The first category is important and urgent. So that's things that are in crisis mode. That's emergencies, deadlines with big consequences. The second category is important, but not urgent. So that's where you're in your business planning, prevention, education, your healthy daily habits, your personal growth, self-care, what you work on consistently to move your business forward, to move your life forward. The third category is not important, but urgent. This is where we've really got to realize the things that are interruptions in our day that we deal with as urgent, but they're really not urgent. So phone notifications, responding to text messages as soon as they come up, emails, right? I know so many people respond to emails the moment they hit their inbox. So a lot of us spend a big portion of our time in this category, confusing the urgent things for the important things. And then the fourth category is things that are really, once we look at them through a different lens, they're not urgent and they're not important. They're kind of time wasters. They're busy work. They're distractions. Okay. So you gave us a lot to already start with. We're going to brain dump and categorize into different priority tasks. Now, 
once you got that, what next? What do you do with those four lists? Yeah. Okay. So obviously if you've got anything that's in that important and urgent category, those are fires you need to put out immediately. So it's going to feel really good to get those things crossed off your list, right? You've got to address those really urgent and important things first. But then I want you to focus the majority of your attention and time on the important but not urgent category. And when we can spend the majority of our business time in that category, that prevents stress with deadlines and emergencies in the future. And then within those items that are important but not urgent, I would prioritize the ones that are income producing and or the ones that are moving the needle towards a big goal that you're working on. So you might be trying to grow your email list. You might be really in a season of networking and collaborating. You might be a writer or you're trying to produce a bunch of content for something that you're working on, right? That's not maybe necessarily immediately income producing, but it's a big goal that you have to put focused work on. So that's where I would then prioritize what am I working on first? Oh my gosh, that was so good. So our next step is to identify your core areas. It's really now time to take a step back and look at your life as a whole. Because if you don't identify and acknowledge all of the core areas that are important in your life, it's going to be so easy for you to become hyper-focused on certain areas while neglecting others or neglecting other people that you really want to spend your time with. So doing this step is going to provide you an opportunity to gain a broader view to see not only what's important to you, but also where do you need to shift your attention? Where is your time needed? Okay. So Ashlyn, I'm curious, then what are your core areas of focus? Like how do you divide that out? So I always start with my family because I feel like that's just so important to me to make sure that I have a strong family life because without it, you know, nothing else really matters to me and it doesn't really flow as good. So I have family, work, my faith, finances, community, and writing, because that is something that I love deeply. And I just know that it makes me a better mom and happier and more engaged in my life when I take the time to pursue that passion. And I love that it sounds like you've really put thought into those categories and how like not neglecting one of those areas really leads you to feel like you're whole on some kind of level. So how else would you feel like being able to really identify those areas has helped you. Gosh, before I really took the steps and did these things, I didn't have as much balance in my life. You know, we were at this point in my oldest son's life where he needed to be homeschooled. And I was a working mom. I mean, my husband works, we own businesses and we're busy. So in the beginning, I felt all off balance and now that I've really taken a look and identified my core areas and where my time needs to go, I have less nights of like that mommy guilt weighing on my heart. You know, like as a mom to young kids, like and Lindsay, I know you know this too, it goes by fast. And when I live under stress and don't practice these steps, it's so easy for the days to just zoom right by and I'm not really doing what's important to me. So by doing these steps, I've really been able to limit. I won't say eliminate because, you know, I'm still human and there's still those days where I'm like, oh gosh, darn it. I wish I didn't do that. Or I wish I would have done this. But overall, I have so much more balance and less guilt in my life. 
Yeah. And I can imagine that the women who are listening to this podcast are probably similar to us in that when you have passions stirred up in your heart by God, it can be easy to become kind of single-minded focus on those passions. And if we're not really checking ourselves and making sure that we're not becoming single-minded, then we avoid those moments where we've got that guilt, where in hindsight, we look back and we're like, oh, I really did kind of get out of balance in that moment. Yes. So that's awesome. Okay. So our third step that we have is to break your tasks into bite-sized steps. Now, I know it's really easy to get overwhelmed or out of focus when you see a finish line out in front of you, off in the distance, but you haven't even begun your race. You haven't even like crossed the started starting line yet. So what I want you to do is take those big tasks, that big finish line that you envision and break them down into the smaller steps that are required to get there. And when you can take that big goal, that big step and break it into actionable pieces, it's going to help you feel encouraged because progress is easier to measure. Being able to see measurable progress is really good for our brains. (laughs) And then it's also going to give you a feeling of accomplishment as you see yourself getting closer to your goals. Now, an example of how I failed in this <laughs> was last week, I was working on the sales page for a new program that I have coming out in a couple months. And I just had on my weekly to-do list, finish meal plan mastery sales page. And I realized at the end of the week that every day I was working on that task, but I was kind of leaving my office with this sense of frustration because I wasn't able to cross it off. And come Friday, you know, I'm thinking I have worked on this every single day this week and I can't quite cross it off. So in hindsight, I realized what I should have done is there were so many small tasks that were leading up to being able to say, I have finished this. I needed to write the copy, pick the photos, pick the colors, link everything to Stripe and active campaign. I mean, there are 10 different steps that go into creating a sales page and it would have helped me to feel like I was making so much more progress from day to day if I had broken that down into more bite-sized chunks. It would have built momentum. I would have felt like I had a greater sense of accomplishment. Does that make sense? Kind of breaking things down like that? Absolutely. And if discouragement is something that you really struggle with in your life, in entrepreneurship or in any area, really taking your steps and really sizing them down into, you know, consumable bite-sized pieces is going to help you feel accomplished and you will be so much less discouraged and you'll have more motivation going into your day, your next week and all around you'll feel good. And that's what this is about. Like you should be encouraging yourself and not beating yourself up. Yeah, I agree. You are able to kind of build on that momentum. And I see that a lot with my nutrition clients where I when we're setting weekly goals for them at the beginning, I'm asking them, okay, what can we do to get you a win this week? Let's not start by shooting for the stars. Let's start by challenging you just enough so that at the end of the week, you're able to look back and you're saying, yes, I did everything that was asked of me this week because those wins really do build upon one another. And then that momentum, then we've built evidence, right? We're able to say, I can do these things. I had these action steps. I set out to do them. I accomplished them. Bring on what's next. And you're able to to capitalize on that momentum. But I know that 
when we get excited and we get all of that momentum going, we also have to kind of be kept in check with our schedule and with our organization. And when that gets out of whack, then nothing gets accomplished. So give us your best step for that organization, Ashlyn. Okay, we are in my realm right now, time blocking. This is like my all-time favorite topic and I am a time blocking fanatic. It's completely transformed my life. It's helped me to improve every area from being a mom, a writer, a business owner, my relationship with God, just everything. So once I really started time blocking, the biggest revelation I had was there was so much wasted space in my day. And, you know, I was a little, little hesitant in the beginning. So I was like, okay, is this going to be really rigid? I kind of am like a free flowing person. Like I love schedules, but I also love like flexibility. And if I want to go and go for a walk, I want to be able to have that freedom to do it. I mean, that's why I'm an entrepreneur is I want that freedom in my life. But I realized that it actually gave me more freedom. I was more productive. I was more grounded and I really was able to get my goals accomplished in a much quicker and less stressful way. So we are going to talk about this a lot more next week. So I don't want to give like way too much away, but... Oh, I don't know. What about you, Lindsay? Yeah. Do you love time blocking? Well, I mean, one of my favorite things about being friends with you is <laughs> the time blocking skills that you have taught me. And even though I'm nowhere near as consistent and seasoned in it as you are, one of the things that I've seen is, okay, so like you said, I was nervous to time block because I thought it would lock me into a schedule that would then deprive our life of any type of spontaneity. And you and I are both homeschool. We both have, you know, you have two children. I have three children. And I just wasn't sure. I thought if my time blocking gets thrown out of whack because I get interrupted by a child who you know, legitimately needs my help with something, will I then feel like the whole day is thrown off and totally wasted. But one thing you've really taught me is that there's so much freedom in that schedule. And then in the way that you're able to anticipate different needs in your home, it's just... It's just so good. So you guys are in for such a treat when we are able to dedicate an entire episode to time blocking next week. But Ashlyn, are you able to give us just a little sneak peek about just why time blocking is so important and so essential when you are a purpose driven entrepreneur and you've got things in your heart that you want to put out into the world and passions that you want to be able to pour into? Why is this such an important step? So many reasons, but I won't totally geek out on you guys. I'll just give you a little bit. It really sets each day to intentionally live. You have your priorities in order. So the way like I time block is I don't just dive right into my schedule. Instead, I really look at my goals, my to-do list, and what I have going on for that week and that month. So then I know where I can put my attention and it really keeps all of my priorities in check. It's really a perfect step, I feel like, for step four because without doing those above steps, if you just go into time blocking, you're gonna kind of feel defeated because you're going to feel like, oh gosh, like Lindsay was saying, you know, my kids came in and I wasn't able to dedicate all of that time to whatever task you were working on. Instead, it really gives you 
freedom and flexibility. And when you have your priorities in line, you know, like, yes, my work's a priority, but if my child truly needs something, that's a priority too. And it gives you grace in your schedule. It gives you grace for yourself. And as women, I don't know about you guys, maybe I shouldn't say as women, but I feel like all the women I know, we can be so hard on ourselves. We expect everything out of ourselves. Like we should be able to do it all, but I'm sorry, we're human. And we need to be realistic. And through time blocking, it can really help you regain control of your time, keep your priorities where they belong, and it helps you to stay so much more focused, which leads to much more productivity. Yeah, and I can definitely testify to that, that just that feeling of a sense of peace in being intentional about the way I'm spending my hours and spending my days. But alongside that just that sense of peace. I'm curious what you've seen transform in your business when you started time blocking, like in your life and in your business, what were some of the the fruits of that discipline? So when I really got dedicated to time blocking, it was not just my son starting to homeschool. At the same time, I had just got picked up with a publisher to publish a romance novel. And I was like, I was still working full time. I had agents underneath me and I was a you know, broker. I am a broker, but in my business, I was like, okay, something's going to have to give. But when I started time blocking, I realized that I was able to delegate certain areas and then I was able to focus on other areas. And I was really able to achieve more during that time in my business and do it without any guilt or burnout because I tend to do burnout often, especially before time blocking. I get so motivated. I get on this high and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to push through. I have such a great idea. Let me launch this business and I do it. But then I crash and burn at the end. But when I'm time blocking, you know, I color code my my schedule. So when I open that week and I'm looking at it and yes, I use paper, I I have to have paper in front of me. And I see if I see all red That is a red flag. And that is why work is red for me, because I know like, whoa, slow down, Ashlyn. Where are you spending the rest of your time? Where's your family time, your personal time? And so it just gave me this real clear picture of my life and my business. And it just, you know, I know I've said balance a lot, but it truly did. It is the one thing that has brought me so much balance in my life. Yeah. And I love what you said about, I mean, I can so relate to that feeling of seeing one more thing be put on your plate and that kind of panicky feeling of like, okay, now what's going to give because there is no space for one more thing. So I just love that time blocking is, I mean, it's kind of like a superpower that you really are able to find more efficient ways to put all of the things in your life that you want to be in there. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) But I know that one of the things that gets in our way and just hampers our productivity is distractions, right? And that's our fifth step here is figuring out how to authentically limit those distractions in our life. And we get it. We get that things happen and there are, you know, situations that pop up that are, that need our immediate attention. And as nice as it would be to be able to lock ourselves away in a cave somewhere with no cell service, um, you know, that certainly isn't practical for my real life. And I know it isn't for yours. We both, Ashlyn and I both work from home. We are both homeschooling moms. So the potential to be distracted multiple times a day is there. Um, but I really want to encourage you ladies listening to this to 
really decipher what is within your control because often we tell ourselves these stories about what is within our control what is without of our control and to limit the distractions that you are in control of so ashlyn what do you do when you're trying to limit distractions so you can really get focused work done well if i'm you know out of the house i love to like write and work in coffee shops but Unfortunately, I can totally lean into that distraction mode. I get really curious with what's going on around me or I'll listen to somebody's conversation. I am that annoying person in the next seat over. But I've learned that if I just put my headphones in and I listen to some music, I'm able to still write and work. I have different playlists for writing versus working because my headspace is just in a different place. And so to really produce more creativity out of me, I listen to certain music each time. And then another thing is I don't have notifications turned on on my phone. It kind of bothers my husband, which I think is so weird because I feel like he's such a squirrel, but I have nothing pop up. So I don't have banners. The only thing that will ding is for a text message or for a phone call, because I just never know if it could be, you know, my husband or family or something like that, that would be a priority. But emails, I don't hear them come in. I don't have any notifications showing anywhere on my phone at all. And then I really have like kicked multitasking to the curb. I'm just not doing it anymore. When I'm homeschooling, I am not checking my email. Like once I get them on a task, I'm just, I'm straight through homeschooling. I'm focusing on them. And if say they don't need me in that moment, well, then I'm planning the next week of homeschool. So I don't have to do that on Sunday night. If I can plan the next week of homeschool on like a Tuesday, that is a huge win for me. So what about you, Lindsay? I know you have tons of tips for us in this regard. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more about just being single-minded focused and really focusing on one thing at a time and being there. And of course, there are some non-focused activities that we can multitask, right? Like you and I both love listening to podcasts and I have my podcast time, right? When I'm getting ready in the morning, when I'm on a walk, when I'm folding laundry, but when I'm doing focused work, there is, it's, it's one thing at a time and maybe I'll have some instrumental music on in the background, but I'm not trying to trying to force my brain to focus on more than one thing at a time. And I love what you said about turning off notifications on your phone. I realized at one point that every time my phone dinged, it was, it just shot, it sent this little shot of adrenaline through me. And once I turned off, you know, all the news notifications, all of my Voxer notifications, I set reminders in my calendar to go in throughout the day and check those things. But I wasn't in that reactive mode all throughout the day. I was being really intentional about when I was, I was being more proactive about when I was gonna go in and deal with those things instead of responding to them as they come up. Um, and yeah, there's another thing too that I wanted to mention in this um, category of being distracted is that we've gotta also recognize just our human nature and some of the physiological things that contribute to us being more distracted. And I'm a nutritionist and a health coach, and I notice these things that come up with sleep and hydration. Those are two of the biggest ones that it doesn't matter how organized you are and how great you are at time blocking. If you are under rested and you're dehydrated, it's like walking in sand, right? That's kind of the analogy I think of. Like, have you ever been to the beach and you're, <laughs> you know, you have like all the sand toys and you're trying to walk back to the car and it's just this long walk and it takes so 
much longer and it's so much harder. If we're not getting the sleep that we need and we are not drinking half our body weight in ounces of water every single day, you're definitely going to find that you're more easily distracted. And this is why I love that Lindsay and I are doing this podcast together because we bring something totally unique for entrepreneurs. While Lindsay has all of the tips and the goodies to keep us healthy and balanced, and I can kind of bring in a little bit of my strategies and tips for business, it just makes you an overall well-rounded human and you're going to feel good about yourself. And that's what I think so many entrepreneurs lack is we really focus on like one area and we're not looking at ourselves as a whole. And we have to do that so that we can really live out our God-given talents and purpose in this world. Yeah. And I think we've both had those situations and those circumstances of of burnout and of not treating ourselves as this whole person and not stewarding our health and our passions fully and and completely. So I'm also excited that we have both of you know, both of those qualities to bring to the table where yes, we want to support you ladies with achieving your goals, but not at the expense of your health or not at the expense of your family. Um, we really think that if if you have a dream in your heart that it was put there by God for a reason and it's going to be possible for you to achieve it while also staying healthy and balanced. So um, there you have it, our five steps to find your focus as an entrepreneur. You're gonna do, if you're in that place where you feel like you have lost your focus, you're not sure what next steps to take. And I have to confess, I mean, I have these moments all the time where I have you know, a little panic attack where I'm like, wait a second, what am I supposed to do next? And I come back to these steps. These are things that Ashlyn and I actually implement in our own life. Do a brain dump and prioritize, figure out what is important and urgent needs to be dealt with first, and then try to spend more of your time in important and not urgent. Make sure that you are identifying your core areas, break big action steps into bite-sized pieces implement time blocking such an amazing tool i cannot wait for ashlyn to teach us more about that next week and then also limit distractions and we really our hope is that these are actionable strategies that you can begin to implement today like right after you listen to this episode that it's something that's going to um, that it's going to to bless you and that you're going to be able to bring into your business and into your life right now totally and i feel like you know we're just women just like them. You know, we have these multiple passions and like gifts and we know you guys do too. And we really hope that we can just be a voice of encouragement to you and that, you know, if you want to reach out or you want to talk to us, please do. We want to hear from you. We want to get to know people. We love connecting with other entrepreneurs and we're just really excited to be here and we can't wait to support you guys to go out and chase your dreams with purpose and we hope that you will come back next week to tune in purpose powered entrepreneurs is brought to you by coffee and supply co looking for a new coffee experience try coffee and supply co located in eagle idaho it's family-owned and features a pour-over bar, a unique bites menu, including vegan and gluten-free options, all locally sourced. Mention Speak Boise and receive 10% off any food and beverage. Visit coffeeandsupplyco.com or follow them at Coffee and Supply Co. Need help growing your business? It's what you don't know that will cost you. Tulu Peer Advisory Group is here for every stage of business growth. 
Find out more at T-A-L-L-O-O.com. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Cubison.